Well, uh, we see a lot of uh, conflict going on in our gospel passage today. Jesus is in conflict um, with the Pharisees who are accusing him of uh, being able to perform exorcisms by the power of the devil. Okay, so they're, they're, they're giving a very uncharitable read to his ability to um, liberate people from the, from the power of the devil and heal them and do good things for them. Um, and then, of course, there's conflict here more fundamentally between Jesus and uh, Satan and the devil himself. And um, there is this <clears throat> uh, parable that he gives. He says when, about a strong man who's fully armed, who's guarding his palace, his possessions are safe. But when one who's stronger than him attacks and overcomes and he takes away the armor, that first strong man that uh, Jesus is referring to is a, is a metaphor for the devil himself. And the uh, armor with which the devil um, uh, you know, covers himself and with which he fights his battle against God are human beings, are humans. Uh, because there are humans that essentially, through sin, do the will of the devil uh, in the world. And they accomplish the goals and the designs and the desires of, of Satan. Satan's uh, foremost desire is to see uh, humanity damned to hell along with himself. That's his main desire, his main goal. And so he will, again, through human sin, we open ourselves up to the, to the devil's influence. And, uh, we create an opportunity for him to basically see that his, uh, evil design is accomplished through, uh, human sin. But the good news is that there's one who's stronger than him, and that is Christ himself. And Christ comes and beats up the, this bad guy and takes his armor from him, meaning he takes these souls who were being used as tools of the devil and he appropriates them into his kingdom and uh, and has a treasure chest full of all of this, the goodies, the spoils of war that he takes uh, from the devil and and we are the spoils of this uh, great cosmic battle and, and uh, our salvation um, is Christ's goal. Speaking of battles, today's feast is the uh, is known as Our Lady of the Rosary. Uh, it's also known as Our Lady of Victory, and it is traced. It was instituted by uh, Pope Saint Pius V in 1571 uh, as a result of the of the Battle of Lepanto. Very very important battle. Uh, at that time, the Islamic powers of the world, were, which was focused on the Ottoman Empire, were uh, they had a very powerful naval force, extremely powerful naval force, uh, more powerful than the European forces by far. And uh, they were making some strategic movements against Europe as a whole, and the Pope, um, Pius V, he was able to organize some, you know, uh, the Christian forces, so some some of them from Spain, Verona, um, and these different uh, places in Europe. Uh, but it, they were outnumbered by a lot, by a lot. Uh, and they were outgunned and outmanned and, and uh, everything else. And so what um, Pius V did is he says, we need some help from uh, Our Lady. And so he had everybody in your all Christians prayed the rosary. 
Um, and they did this over a course of, I don't know how many days, maybe weeks. And um, so the battle took place uh, and, uh, and the Ottoman Empire, uh, the Ottoman fleet was successfully pushed back. <clears throat> and I think there was even like a storm that was involved in this. It seemed like the kind of a providential occurrence took place. And, uh, and, and Europe was saved. And a lot of historians really are of the opinion if the Ottomans had um, won that battle, uh, all of Western civilization would be completely different. You know, the Ottoman Empire would have taken over Europe. And um, at that point, though, after that, the, that victory, um, the power of the Ottoman Empire started to decrease, 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 decrease until it was totally snuffed out in World War I. And then we're left with this kind of situation here uh, as a result of the fall of the Ottoman Empire. The Islamic extremism that we see here really is a, it's a reaction against, you know, they don't have um, a caliph anymore. They don't have a chief leader. It's like they don't have a pope, you know, from a Catholic perspective. They lost their pope basically at the fall of the Ottoman Empire uh, around World War I. And so there's a strong kind of fundamentalist movement amongst the Islamic extremists. And uh, ISIS thinks that they have reconstituted a, a caliph. Um, you know, whether they that can be justified from the Islamic perspective or not is a different story. But in any event, you know, this is this is a huge stream of history that we're caught up into until this very day. And um, but Our Lady came to the rescue though, and um, she won the battle. Now. At a, at a more fundamental level than, um, you know, struggling in terms of flesh and blood with, with guns and swords, there's a spiritual battle that's taking place. And that's what Christ is talking about here in the gospel. And that spiritual battle is won by Jesus, but it's won through Mary. Okay. Because the incarnation took place through the free cooperation of Mary, of a, of a creature. And that's a remarkable thing. One little woman, 14-year-old girl, through her, through her free cooperation, through her fiat, as it's called in Latin, through her, may it be done to me according to your word, that she said in response to God's will as delivered to her through the angel Gabriel, through that free cooperation of her will, the kingdom of darkness was overthrown. And the devil was destroyed. So Mary is the tool, is the, the armor that Christ brings against the forces of, of Satan. And this is again why, you know, I've pointed out with our statue of Mary, why she's got the foot on the serpent, you know, so she's, she's conquering the devil. And um, the, the devil fears Mary so much um, in a certain sense, he fears her more than he fears God. <laughs> because God, of course, is infinitely more powerful than Mary, but the devil is very prideful. And that's his chief cause of his ruin, his downfall, is his pride. And prideful people don't like to be overcome by weak little 14-year-old girls. <laughs> so, so the devil fears Mary because his defeat at her hands is a amazing humiliation for him. So he fears her even more really in a certain sense than he fears God. So in our own lives, if we have spiritual struggles that we go through, 
um, we need to bring Mary into the picture. Okay? And in our own humility, we then can be in league with this powerful force of humility that is Mary. And through that humility, we can overcome the devil. And whether we like it or not, you know, whether we're aware of it or not, we are engaged in a spiritual battle. And, uh, and that battle is for our souls and for the souls of, uh, all people. And, uh, but we, the good news though is that we have Mary on our side. And just like she was responsible for the victory of Lepanto, she is going to be responsible for that bigger and more fundamental, um, spiritual battle. Praise be to God.